We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Uncontested Postgame Podcast Edition. I'm your host for tonight, Justin, as the Thunder survived the Jazz in Utah, 134 to 129. If you missed out on this game, stop what you're doing right now and go find highlights, go find a replay. Listen to me in the background while you do so. It was an incredible game between the Thunder and Jazz in Utah. We have a lot to talk about. But before we do, we are proudly part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network and DailyThunder.com. If you don't already, be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast and leave us a five-star rating. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and TikTok. I alluded to it, a wild game in Utah. Oklahoma City survives 134 to 129. Came down to the final seconds, was close most of the game. OKC led by as many as 19 in the second quarter. They came out with a fury in the first. Looked like they uh, had some learnings from the time in LA. I'll put it that way. It looked like they were trying to dictate the way the game was played. Rather than, I felt at times in Los Angeles, the, the game was being dictated to the Thunder and they were trying to keep up, they came with like dick-kicking power immediately out of the gate in Utah. And it, it led to 39 first-quarter points. They set a record for assists, I believe, in the first quarter per Thunder PR. They scored 76 points in the first half. The Thunder were rolling. The problem was they were also letting the Utah Jazz roll. So as good as the Thunder played on offense, Utah was right there with them pretty much the whole time. Other than when the Thunder lead got up to 19, it very quickly shrunk down. Utah outscores Oklahoma City in the second quarter, 40 to 37, 28 to 22 in the third. And then the fourth, the game gets tied. The game goes back and forth. There were some crazy possessions down the stretch. What's insane is that 
Uh, Utah never actually led. For as, as stressful, as close, as fraught as this game felt at times, Utah never led. But this was a gritty win. Do not let the box score deceive you. And no one grittier tonight than Jalen J-Dub Williams. Fourth quarter, Dub was in full effect. And yes, I did, Sean, in the chat. I did say dick-kicking power. There's more where that came from tonight. It was that kind of game. J-Dub tonight, speaking of, 37 minutes. Would have played the entire fourth quarter had he not fouled out with uh, a minute or so left in the game. J-Dub in those 37 minutes, 11 of 14 from the floor, including four or five from behind the arc, 27 points, eight assists, three rebounds, two steals, two blocks, a team high, plus 16 for the Oklahoma City Thunder. J-Dub has been on an absolute tear lately. Not just this road trip, but extending even further, J-Dub has been arguably, maybe not even arguably, the Thunder's best player consistently for this team 27 tonight against Utah he also had 25 against LA both LA's 25 in a row two in a row 16 against Orlando 21 against Portland 19 against Miami 21 against Washington 20 against Brooklyn and 21 against Atlanta J-Dub has been on an absolute tear He is one of, if not the most efficient player in the fourth quarter, statistically speaking, in the entire NBA. Incredible. Incredible. And tonight was no different. He came out in the first minute and a half in the fourth quarter. He put this game away. This was a game that was in serious doubt heading into the fourth. Oklahoma City was up by two points. The Jazz had all the momentum. I personally always worry a bit about teams uh, playing in the altitude. When the fourth quarter comes, especially on the tail end of a road trip like the Thunder have had in the crazy January that they've had, you find yourself in Salt Lake City or Denver, things can get dicey. That altitude is no joke. I had I, I had questions heading into the fourth for this Thunder team, but J-Dub slashed those questions in roughly 94 seconds. Unreal. The guy can do it all. He scored in the mid-range. He scored from behind the arc. He had some vicious dunks and some trademark screams. He had some ridiculous passes. A a play that he found Casey Wallace open in the corner for a three that I have no idea how the pass got there. I have no idea how he saw the lane to get the pass there, let alone to execute on it. Insane. He took over. Some questionable foul calls, in my opinion, toward toward the end of the game. Uh, The one that he fouled out on was, was, was legit. Colin Sexton kind of trapped him, snuck up in his blind spot. J-Dub bowled him over. He has to go sit out the end of the game. But at that point, um, his performance was just, it, it was it was written in Sharpie. J-Dub, fourth quarter dub, the real deal. The, the clutchness emanated off of J-Dub tonight, as it has done so often in, in recent games. Meekleek in the chat bringing out another clutch performance. How clutch was that Chet block. That was the game decider. Chet had maybe the second most clutch play in the game, maybe the most clutch. Regardless, there was a lot of clutch plays in this game. Chet stonewalls Walker Kessler at the rim, which not many people stonewall Walker Kessler at the rim. Uh, Incredible block. Just stood him up and shut him down. 
And that that felt like a moment that, you know, that could be a big moment in play, right? Walker Kessler dunks on Chet. The Delta Center goes nuts. The fans go crazy. That that could be a, a shift late in the game when it was a very close score. That could do it. Instead, Chet blocks him. And usually when you hear about Chet blocking Walker, it's like drama on a private school's Instagram. But tonight it was uh, it was two grown men playing basketball and Chet earned that one with every bit of his body. And it was a nice moment for Chet on a night that wasn't great. He's had maybe a stretch of, of not stellar play for him on, on this recent stretch for OKC. Tonight was not a great game for Chet. Six of 16 from the floor, two of six from behind the arc. He felt unsure of himself at times. He felt like he was uh, questioning whether he should or shouldn't shoot. You could just kind of see him thinking a lot um, rather than hooping. Uh, Corey Nixon in the chat saying he looks tired. I think that that's probably a consistent thing for this Thunder team in general, but definitely with Chet, it feels like some fatigue setting in. I think this Thunder team, we, we've known January's nuts. We're barely over halfway there. We got a ways to go to watch this team kind of fight through this crazy schedule. They're in the midst of a, a stretch where they play seven of eight on the road. They have one more road game on this trip before they come home for one game and then head out on the road for three more. It's tough, man. By the end of that stretch, if anyone's still alive, we'll, we'll consider that a victory. I think you can definitely see it wearing on Chet. Uh, tough tough matchups tonight for Chet. Like Walker Kessler is, is not necessarily an easy matchup, but he also got kind of, I think, taken advantage of by guys that were smaller than him, guys that were not as talented as him. And it's going to happen, right? It's a long season. He's a rookie, whether or not people want to admit he's a rookie. He is a rookie. And I think you're seeing some of that come to fruition. Another guy with the clutch gene. Can we talk about Kaysen Wallace? Lou Dort out tonight with illness, an illness that's apparently sweeping the team, took out Lou Dort, took out uh, uh, Usman Jang, and I think they said Trey Mann too. Kaysen Wallace earns a start tonight and gets a career-high 16 points off 6 of 7 shooting and 4 of 5 behind the arc, including a late three-pointer that was clutch. Absolutely clutch. He he stepped up when it mattered. I think he had 10 of his 16 in the first quarter, if I'm not mistaken. So he came in and he filled in for Lou Dort very admirably. I think really impressive stuff from Queso, not just shooting the ball, but he also was doing a nice job of being a bit of a playmaker. He only had one assist, but I think there were other instances where he was initiating things on the offensive end. I think he has a lot of talent in that area that I'd love to see him continue to hone and bring to this team. I think it's a, a bit of an underutilized area of his game right now, but I think there, there's so much to be excited about. Uh, so much to be excited about for Casey Wallace. I think you felt lose absence on the defensive end if i had to pin kind of another big theme of this game right oklahoma city was on fire on the offensive side of things and they won by five so as excited as you can be about the offense like there's some questions in that there's there's some concerns utah was shooting 52 percent from behind the arc for a good chunk of this game i think i i tweeted that out from the account sometime late in the third quarter they end at 40%, but that's because they were doing a lot of chucking at the end of the game to try to, to tighten things up. They they had a lot of open three-pointers. I think Lou Dort, like you can't ignore the impact Lou Dort has on that. Is he doing 
all of that? No, you know, he, he's not a, he's not a one man defensive stopper, but his impact on the defensive end uh, cannot be overstated. And I think you, you felt that tonight along with, I think that general fatigue. One of the things that continues to be concerning though, is uh second chance points while the thunder were dead, even with Utah and rebounds 38 apiece for Utah and uh, Oklahoma city in rebounds. Utah gets 26 second chance points compared to a 15 for Oklahoma city that it it's okay to give up rebounds. It's not okay to let them convert off of them. And I think that that's been a consistent problem for this thunder team. That's something they need to fix that, that creates so many problems for Oklahoma city on nights like tonight, where it, Felt like for a good chunk of the game, like we might have been headed toward blowout territory. Credit Utah for fighting. Utah, I, I saw a stat. I don't think I'd realize this. Utah was coming into tonight 15 and 6, I believe it was, in their last 21 games, which is second best in the NBA over that time span. Like I knew they'd been rolling after a bad start. I didn't realize it was that good. Utah win healthy, right? The beginning of the season, they had marketing miss some time. Um, Jordan Clarkson's missed some time that when healthy, clearly like they're playing at a top tier pace. So this was a huge victory for Oklahoma city. I, I don't want to downplay it and say like the thunder should have blown this team out, but. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The, the way they were playing on offense, you would have liked to blow this team out. I think it, it's it's an issue that is correctable. Um, I think it was Joel Lorenzi on Twitter pointed out that it, it feels like the Thunder are relying on Chet to be that safety net on defense more often lately. They're not being on the perimeter. They're not being as diligent about rotating, staying with their guys and getting in front of guys. And rather, it's like, uh, Chet's back there. Like, he'll get it. And I think maybe that's why Chet's performances have felt less than stellar. I think that 
that those two things are probably related. And I think that that's, you know, it's a natural thing to happen when you have an excellent shot blocker and rim protector in Chet Holmgren. And two, you're tired, right? When you're fatigued in the midst of this tough stretch, the thunder on, you're more likely to fall into some of those tendencies. So I, I think the, it's a really good observation by Joel. I think these things are, are related um, and they're fixable. I think they're, they're, they're very, very fixable. We have cries in the chat for Josh Giddy. I tweeted this early in the game. Felt like one of the best Josh Giddy games of the season early on for sure. Uh, definitely a very strong game from him all the way through this game. 30 minutes for Josh Giddy, 8 of 16 from the floor. Only one of five from behind the arc, but goes for 20 points, 10 rebounds, and six assists. He was hitting shots early. Uh, the one of five from three, you know, didn't net out well. I think he hit his one three pretty early in the game, but the shots he was hitting, he was doing so with confidence in the flow of the offense. He wasn't forcing things and he was finishing at the rim and doing so with a bit of aggression, which you love to see. Uh, unlike to, uh, unlike what I said earlier about Chet, where it felt like you could see him processing the game, which we've seen from Josh Giddy at times this season lately when he's been playing really well, he's just hooping man, he's feeling it. He's doing things within the flow of the offense. He's not questioning, should I drive to the basket because I'm six foot nine and the guy guarding me is not, you know, do I need to do this? Do I need to do that? Should I do this instead? Maybe I need to kick out. He's just playing within the flow. And I think he, that's when he's at his best. And that's when we've seen the great performances, like we've seen from him lately, exactly what he did tonight. It's, uh, it's very encouraging to see him him string together this play. I think that there's no reason why why it can't continue. And I think this is something I know we've talked about it on some of our, our group shows. We've talked about it privately in our uncontested chat. Like this team is real good. And they've been real good this season with a not great Josh Giddy. If Josh Giddy returns to where he was when he was peaking last season, this team goes from real good to scary good. And that's a fun thought. And I think the way things are trending, like we're going to get to, we're going to get to see that play out. A very starter heavy game in terms of contributions. I've hit on most of them. But when you look at the bench unit tonight, you had nine from Kendrick Williams, six from Isaiah Joe on two of four from behind the arc, four from Aaron Wiggins and six from Vasilier Mitzitz. You didn't need everybody to contribute when your starters are doing what the starters did tonight. Three guys scoring 20 plus, Shea going for 31, Queso and Chet going for 16 and 15 respectively. We know this bench unit can come in and keep you in games. They can extend leads. They did it tonight for for a small stretch. They did it tonight. I think what you did get outside of the scoring was complimentary basketball. Kenrich tonight had some very nice plays. I think he's been a little up and down lately, but tonight he had a string of plays in the third quarter that were absolutely crucial to the Thunder not relinquishing their lead to Utah. He was doing the things you expect him to do, scrapping. He was cutting to the basket. Uh, he hit a three-pointer. I think the the doing the dirty work, incredible. Uh, doing it at the right time too. Isaiah Joe as well. He's always good for a dagger three. There was a moment where Utah was really making a run. The momentum felt like it could be shifting a little bit. And he had a three that just shut everyone in the Delta Center up pretty immediately. 
And then Mitzic, man, I just feel like he's been hooping. Mitzic has been hooping. He only played nine minutes tonight, but all nine of those minutes he maximized. He had a sick uh, fast break play where I, I think it was Giddy that found him on a breakaway after a made basket. Utah, Utah hit a shot. Giddy grabbed the ball before it barely came out of the net and just threw it three-fourths of the way down the court to Mitic, who had kind of snuck behind the defense and got fouled for free throws. Really nice chemistry to see between those two guys, but like a really heady play, something you'd expect from a 30-year-old EuroLeague MVP. He's he's putting that to paper. Uh, we're getting to see some of those those benefits, and I think that, you know, I heard, I, I know the guys talked about this the other night on the group pod, but I think you're starting to see him ramp up and, and show flashes of being a real contributor. That's super, super encouraging. Uh question in the chat from Nick Jordan. Should Josh work on getting bigger and move to more of a small forward power forward type role? I, I think, should he focus on getting bigger? I think the answer to that is almost always yes in my mind in the NBA, but for a guy like Josh who is six, nine, uh, if Silva was here, he'd probably play my 6'9 sounder that he loves so much. But like his frame gives him such an advantage over most other guards in the league. I don't think you need to ask him to change his game necessarily. But I think you're seeing a trend in the NBA in general of like, gone are the days where you need the little guy to bring the ball up the floor, right? Like that doesn't happen. You don't need that anymore. Josh can bring the ball up the floor as a 6'9". Like, if you want to call him a 6'9 small forward who is your primary ball handler, handler, then do it. That's fine. I don't I don't think this team is necessarily locked into um, too many of the traditional, like, one through five roles. It's more about fit and getting lineups together and playing. You know, it's become a cliche, but, like, positionalist basketball. I think that that's, that's something this team has embraced and succeeded at, and they're going to continue to do so. Do I think Josh should should look on look at getting bigger? I'm less maybe, you know, like I said earlier, it, it's all it's never a negative for the most part, but I think it's more about how he plays. It's using the size. I don't think he necessarily has to get bigger in order to play bigger, and I think that's that's something that we'll continue to see. I thought we might see it more this season. Uh, but I think he, he's settling, settling back into uh, a little bit more of a playing within himself and excelling in the things that he excels at. There's going to be plenty of time for him to try to add new things to his repertoire. Question in the chat. Do you consider bringing Lou off the bench? The age old question. I think it's, on nights like tonight where you see Queso in the starting lineup and what he can bring, I think it's uh, definitely intriguing. I think the offensive spark, like I said, 10 points in the first quarter for Casey Wallace tonight. That's fun. But Lou's been cooking offensively. I think if Lou was not in an offensive groove, I think it makes that conversation easier. I think right now you probably stick with Lou and ride him because his his offensive game has not been a negative, right? This conversation becomes more interesting when Lou is a, a great defensive asset and maybe not delivering on the offensive side. I think he's done enough on the offensive side to definitely warrant his role in the starting lineup. It's not like Thunder 1.0 where you had a Tabo Cephalosha or an Andre Robertson that is really not doing much of anything outside of 
small bursts here and there on the offensive end, and they're really just a defensive specialist. Like I don't think we're in that territory with Lou Dort right now, but it's a it's an interesting question for sure. Uh, incredible game. Like I said, I had a blast watching this one. Um, I'm trying to see if there's any other good questions. The chat was hopping. And so things were going up the chat before I could even read them. Sean asked, Jalen Williams may be the best player on the team in another year. Is that a real possibility? Funny you say that because Taylor was uh, asserting as much in uh, in our uncontested chat earlier tonight, as well as maybe on Twitter. Um, his trajectory is just insane. He does not play like a second year player. The fact, like the Thunders, that draft class for Oklahoma City is going to go down in history, even if it only goes down in history because of Chet and J-Dub. J-Dub is that good that he, he could absolutely be a star right now on another team. I think it was Nick who tweeted it from the account tonight. Like, does J-Dub average 25 plus a game on the Pistons? Like easily, he's almost doing that. You know, recently he's kind of been doing that on the Thunder. Like he's he's probably a uh, firm All Star candidate on any team in the league. He's probably a fringe All Star candidate right now on the Thunder. And if they continue to have this high of a record heading into the All Star break, then that that likelihood gets gets even higher. But thinking about what he could do on a team like Detroit, but even like somebody was in our mentions tonight talking about like Ant Edwards in Minnesota. I don't know exactly what the fit would be like in Minnesota per se, but when you think about the role that Ant Edwards has and the offensive load that he carries, and if you think about J-Dub having the same, not having Shea next to him, not having Chet uh, down low, not having Josh Giddy to share the backcourt with, Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. It's hard to argue against him putting up 25 plus a game and being somebody that's like a unanimous star in this league. I think he he's going to end up in that conversation regardless. I don't know if uh I'm ready to say he's the best player on the team, but it's it's a it's nice to be able to have that argument when one of the players on your team is Shea Gilgis Alexander who is Trending, based off today's all-star returns, trending towards being an all-star starter and is a unanimous uh, top 10 player in the league, if not higher. The fact that we can even be having this conversation with a second-year J-Dub is insane. Another good comment in the chat from Kerry. Josh notched his 1,000th 
assist tonight. That's a nice milestone for Josh. I saw a tweet. I don't have the numbers on top of my head, but Josh hit some sort of milestone. I think it was 2,000 points, 1,000 assists, and I want to say 1,000 rebounds. And he's the only rookie or the only player in his class to have achieved that mark already. Don't quote me on that stat, but it feels right in my heart. So we're going to go with it. Really nice game uh, from Casey Wallace. Lots of comments about that. Sean calling out that the uh, upcoming road trip should be a little easier than the one the Thunder are coming off of with Portland, San Antonio, and Detroit. Still a road trip, but maybe, hopefully, some relief. But then again, we saw what the Thunder did against Brooklyn. So fatigue and travel can get to anyone. I also have to address somebody somebody in the chat talking about it. The weirdest challenge play at the end of the game uh oklahoma city it was was it after the block it's all running together in my mind late in the game it might have been after that chet block uh the ball gets batted around and goes out of bounds they call a jump ball i think it was the chet block they call a jump ball they not challenges replays i felt like by replay number two i was pretty certain it was off marketing and the the replay center looked at it for a long time. I got up, refilled my drink, came back over. They're still reviewing it. And then they come back and they say the challenge or the replay center's overturned the call. And I'm like, yay, you know, Oklahoma City gets the ball. This one's over. And they decide it's Utah ball. Uh, I don't know. We we watched that replay on the Valley Sports broadcast no less than 17 times. And not a single time did I ever see an angle that made me think the ball went off Oklahoma City. I, I think if anything, if you, if there was any kind of confusion, that should have been a uh, state of jump ball. But like if it, it, I didn't even have conclusion. I am not a professional. I am not in the replay center in Secaucus. So maybe I missed something, but it seemed like a bizarre call. But that was one of the first times that I've seen Dagnall uh, and his his challenge spidey sense backfire on him because he successfully overturned the call, but then went from having a jump ball to being on the defensive end to give uh, Utah a shot at making this uh, a little more dicey than it ended up being. Nick Jordan in the chat. Should Coach D bring out the laptop? Yes, he should. That's, the, that's what all the cool kids are doing these days. Bring a laptop to the presser. Point it out on the replay. I love it. Oklahoma City after tonight improves to 28 and 13 on the season. I mentioned uh, their upcoming schedule briefly. They have one more on this road trip where they head to Utah. That is on Saturday night. They head to Utah before returning home for a quick stint against Portland before heading out on the road again next week at San Antonio, at New Orleans, at Detroit. Some fun matchups in there. Hopefully some more blowouts. Like, are we going to double up Portland again? We'll see. Chet versus Wimby. Always going to be fun. The matchup against Minnesota should be a blast. The the top of the West battling feels like it should be a uh, get bumped to national TV. But what do I know? Appreciate all y'all for jumping in the stream. We had tons of people in the stream tonight riding this Thunder victory. And it was a little bit of a late one tonight with the, the 8 o'clock start in Utah, so I appreciate you all jumping on with me. Make sure you come back Sunday to get the whole gang together to break down this whole week that was, including that Minnesota game from Saturday night. 
So come check it out. We got some fun stuff planned for y'all. As always, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, wherever you watch your pods on YouTube. We love it. Uh, Sean in the chat, really enjoying my my dick uh, dick kicking comments. Appreciate all y'all. As always, Thunder Up. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.